are you allowed to say like I'm not her mom? Like, is that is that an option? You know, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's generally gonna be, be the conversation today. One of our listeners it says, "Listen, I don't want the title of mom, but is she allowed to just forego it?" She'll explain today on the show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I'm Steve Kramer. This is, uh, I mean, first off, I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Very grateful for you. Uh, it's a feel-good podcast I do with my mom. And uh, I do it every single day because of people like you that support it. So thank you for downloading it. Hopefully you'll subscribe. Leave us a review if you haven't done so yet. Five stars is great if you don't mind. And uh, it's a podcast based on we're going to live, we're going to laugh, we're going to love my mom. Live, laugh, love your mom. And this is my co-host, my mom, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. I'm just saying to my mom before we started, I was like, I don't even know what day this is right now. I'm so thrown <laughs> off because like, technically today for us is Wednesday, but this is Thursday show. So I just have to think a day ahead on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then for the radio show, sometimes we tape things out of order. And so then I have to think about like, oh, wait, this is for Friday show. Every day I've pretty much thought it's Thursday and it has not been Thursday yet till today when you're finally listening to it. Yeah, it's Thursday. We made it. Yeah, <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, I want to get back into the Amazon saga because I feel like this has been a ongoing <laughs> uh, issue. And it's funny because we've been getting a lot of phone calls about it too. We'll get to your, some of your calls here in just a second. Uh, but just having you kind of vent this week about Amazon. My mom has kind of been on this rampage with Amazon. But now apparently you guys are stepping in to try to help. So mom, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So one of our Facebook fans, fam has a son-in-law that works for Amazon. So she is trying to track it down. She has my information and she is on it. So can't wait to hear from her. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I feel like there, I, I was I was trying to actually send you this commercial. I was watching a, you know, like one of those pre-roll videos before an online ad plays, you know? Uh-huh. And I, um, and it was about like the, it was like, hey, hello, I'm somebody, somebody from the head of the Amazon logistics team. And we're working hard every day to get your packages to you faster. I'm like, that's the guy. Uh-huh. That's the guy we got to get to. Uh-huh. Uh, long story short, to catch you up to speed is that my my parents have this windy driveway and that they keep Amazon keeps driving their trucks down there and either running over sprinkler heads or backing into ditches or my mom <laughs> thinks it cracks the driveway but no one else can prove that um so so yeah so a fan member now stepped in and said I know somebody at Amazon she's and got connections I don't know if that's really going to be the answer but uh hell why yeah. not why not? you said you had you had a win now though with Amazon yes so what happened so day before yesterday here they come yeah. And your dad and I were getting out of the car and so we we're both standing there. And I think she saw us standing there and so she stopped like halfway. Yeah. And got out and walked down the driveway and here goes Jimmy Mac. And he says, "Did you see the sign?" And she goes, "What sign?" And he said, "Just passed a sign that said stop. You know, no trucks past this point." And he said, "It's there for a reason." And he said, and I think you've been here before, so you should know you can't back that truck out of here. And she said, no, sir, I've never been here before. And he said, okay, well, you can't back that truck out. And where you are right now, someone ran over my sprinkler head backing out. So <laughs> like, don't I don't give a damn, but thanks. Drive the truck down here. And he said, we complain all the time. I don't know whom we're supposed to talk to. And she goes, I'll let them know. <laughs> And, and so Jim says, okay, fine. And she kind of threw the package at him, but with all due respect, like he didn't have his mask on and he was obviously right. standing a long way from him. So it wasn't like she threw it at him. She tossed it to him, which was great. So today, lo and behold, the same driver comes and I get my ring doorbell. Someone's at your front door and I go flying around. <laughs> there you go. And it's the same woman as day before yesterday. And she parked on the street and walked down. And oh, I see. opened the door. She was halfway up the drive. I said, thank you so very much. And she goes, you're welcome. And I said, I'll be sure to compliment you. And she said, thank you. To whom? Yeah. To right. your to her friends and family. <laughs> well, you know, to the same people I keep talking to that do nothing. 
So, but do you did you actually call and, and say good things? Not yet. That don't that don't yeah, you're happen not going to. It's a go. But I will. It's just yes, it's so funny because will you will you really do that? Because I feel yes. like we, we we only go out of our way to do bad things or just to like to complain about stuff. I'm very and I'm the, I'm the same way. No. I'm the first one that'll spend like five and a half hours on the phone to complain about something, but if something's going well, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. No. We always compliment our service people, like our drivers. Like we've complimented our UPS man to his manager several times. That's nice. That's nice of you. Today, I had a bogus credit card charge, and I got on a chat with the vendor, and her name was Margaret. And I said, oh, hi, Margaret. My daughter's name is Margaret. And she goes, my sister's name is Nancy. And I said, well, we should get along just fine. (laughs) (laughs) She couldn't find an account under either of my emails. And finally, she said, Give me the last four digits of your credit card. This is something I did not subscribe to. Yeah. Nor did Jim. And well, I gave this her is, that. Keep in mind, my mom has been signing up for all kind of weird shit online. Like uh, we've, if you've listened, the last couple of weeks has been all uh, clean up my Mac.com or something, which is, <laughs> does not sound legitimate at all. <laughs> anyway, she found it with the last four digits of my credit card and she canceled it. And I should get a refund. But now somebody, somebody obviously has my credit card I'm worried about. But anyway. Tomorrow well, on the show, we're going to bring on Jimmy Mack. We have a, actually a question already turned in for um, uh, at what would Jimmy Mack do? My dad's like a never give up kind of person when it comes to yes. getting your way. Uh, I had I, I actually forgot to tell him my story last week, but I had two instances Two instances I'm very proud of. And one that I want to I want to recommend to you tomorrow because this was a very easy, a very easy task to actually save me 10 extra dollars. And I know it's just $10, but damn, it's oh, $10. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. uh, tomorrow on the show, we'll we'll talk talk about that. Okay. Uh, Mom, I saw this on Reddit and I want to run this by you. And okay. um, there's, a, I, don't, I don't know if you use Reddit or not, but Reddit mm-hmm. is a online, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like an online community and people can post stories and pictures and I don't know. It's right. kind of weird. Um. But under the Ask Reddit section, it was, what's something every parent should tell their child? What's something that every parent should tell their child? And I wanted to, I'm going to give you a second to think about that as I read some of these that other people have written on here. Huh. Um, first one says that it's okay to be gay, straight, bi, pan, uh, cisgender, I don't know what that is, uh, transgender or gender fluid. There's no wrong sexual or gender identity, just be yourself. Another one says admitting that they can be wrong sometimes. Parents are humans and they make mistakes. Kids need to see that. Uh, that every parent should tell their child the proper terminology for genitals, vagina, penis, <laughs> vulva, testicles. They are not dirty <laughs> words. Oh, my God. I would die. My mom said the word penis in front of me, I feel like. <laughs> Even at age 37. Don't repeat that word. Um, oh <laughs> that it is all right to make a mistake as long as you can admit it and grow from it. Mm. Another one on here is uh, to be their own person, to not uh, not who someone else wants you to be. That's a really good one. I wish uh-huh. I would have learned that earlier in life. Um, that it's okay to not want to give someone affection. Mm-hmm. So I saw a post in which a mother taught her daughter that it's always okay to say hello, but if she did not want to hug or kiss on the cheek, that she would not be forced to do so. Uh-huh. Another one says to be kind. You never know uh, what mm-hmm. someone else might be going through. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, that mental illness is not a weakness. Mm, love that. Um, let me see if there's anything else on here. Um, what one's on here? I don't know. I would I would never want you to teach me this. It says that masturbation is normal and natural. Just please lock the door. No, don't ever, don't ever teach me that, please. <laughs> well, remember we never had the talk. Yeah, that's fine. That's if uh, I'd been a good pa- if I'd been a good parent and had the talk, I probably would have said that. I know that's fine. I, there's some things that I, I don't I don't shame you for, and that's one of them. But what do you think? What do you there at, at being a mom now? You know, thirty. You've been a mom for well, Brian's forty, so for forty years, forty one, and maybe some young parents listening and looking back over your forty years. What's something that every parent you think should tell their child? Oh, all of those things you just said, and I probably well, most didn't tell. Most I recommend. I, I don't, I don't recommend that. some of those. By the way, you don't. No, don't. But you're, sexual but stuff's you're weird. A, just, you're not a parent. Parents need to talk to their kids about sex. Yeah, I didn't do that. I, I actually mean, should can, turn that around and say to you, what did I teach you? What did I say uh, to you that stuck with you? Huh? I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't. I can't remember one thing you ever told me. Versus, <laughs> honestly, if I'm being honest, like I don't. Yeah. I can't remember one thing that you ever told me versus just watching your actions. Mm. 
I like you that. Know? Yeah. Like I don't I can't remember one time I was sitting down and being like, hey, you know, you need mm-hmm. to blah 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 blah. But I can yeah. just remember like watching you and how you would treat people and how you would talk to people. And that to me was kind of how I learned. But can you think of anything that like well, things that you should tell your kid? You know, I think that you should always encourage your kids to be who they are. Yeah. No matter what that is, to be who they are and be happy with that. But the flip side of that is if you tell them that, you have to be ready to accept it. <laughs> That's you <do>. true. <laughs> like when your son comes to you and says, Mom, I'm going to be on the radio. It'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, I was always encouraging of you. I, I hope that I was always encouraging of you all to do what yeah. you felt your heart desired. Almost um, too encouraging. I kind of wish you would have been less encouraging. Like, yeah, maybe go be be uh, an accountant or something. Go no. go look at this internet thing instead because it's probably going to catch on. No, the only thing <laughs> that I encouraged you to do related to radio was to get a degree. Yeah, that was the only thing I thought you should have in your back pocket. And I got it. You got and it. I never used it. <laughs> oh well, you still got no, I'm it. I'm glad I have it. Actually, it yes. really came in handy when I tried to get a um, a social media job. I really needed that. So mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how do you know? We've never really talked about this, but you know, you talk about you know being yourself and all that. But like, yeah. how did I mean, how did you feel when Brian, my brother, came to you and was like, "Hey, I'm gay." Like, how did was that? Because it was a different time back then. This was what year did he come out? 1998. Okay, so this was like gay wasn't cool yet in 98, all right? Mm-hmm. Gay now is cool. Now you'd be like, woo, I got the gay son you'd be posting online, you and him, like getting your nails done. And like, <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> no, that is not how he is. Uh, but but now, but back, back then, gay, especially in the South, was not cool at all. It was very, very much frowned upon. Mm-hmm. How How did that news hit our family? Because I, again, I always said, and I don't know if I told this story. I think I did an earlier podcast, but I always knew my brother was gay. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I, I remember driving the car with my mom one time and I actually made, I was, I was young. I was probably 10 years old, maybe less. Mm-hmm. And I made my mom a bet that my brother was gay. You did. And uh, I said, I think I, I said something like, I, I bet you $10 or something that he <laughs> won't marry a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, I was correct. I don't even know how I knew, but I just knew, like mm-hmm. I just in my heart knew, like, did you know Brian was gay? Because let's play stereotypical here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's not fair to do. I got it. But like mm-hmm. my brother doesn't exude, I would say, you know, flamboyant tendencies. Right. And mm-hmm. not that you have no. to be, have, you know, no. but there, there's some, there's some men when, when you see them, you're like, oh, you're, you are obviously a homosexual yeah. male. Um, yes. my brother doesn't, doesn't, you know, doesn't exude, uh, flamboyancy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not that you have to, I just, please don't send me email over this. You know what I'm trying to do here. I'm not trying to be offensive. Um, so were you shocked? Um, I was not shocked. I think the good news for us is that we knew it before he told us, um, because your, your dad suspected it before I did. Um, and, and this is a small window of time that this all happened and actually found a note from his boyfriend at the time oh. and, you know, told me about it. And I was like, wow, whoa, okay. How did dad act? Like, what was his? Because my dad's pretty old school, right? I mean, he's, well, you know, thing grew is, up pretty conservative in the in the South, so... No, I mean, he wasn't like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We were both just accepting of that and having to think about what we might have done to ever be offensive to him around that, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Was there anything we'd ever said or done about being gay that could have hurt him? Um, And I think that I think we were very compassionate about it and. I called my therapist right away so that Jim and I could have a session with her and sit down and talk about how we felt about it so that we could get our stuff out of the way to free us to be the kind of parents that we wanted to be for him with this new understanding of who he is. I mean, he, he's always been gay. Um, And that was very, very helpful so that by the time he came to us and said he was gay, which was just a few, within a few days, we had already processed it together and with a professional and 
we had, I think we had our heads screwed on straight about it, you know, going forward, it was like, we need to just love him and support him in the very best way that we can and to assure him that he is dearly, dearly loved as he's always been. What did that therapist tell you? Because there may be some people listening right now that you never know when that day could come. And I, again, I think it's becoming less and less of a thing, which I oh, love. It's yeah. not like it's like, you know, but back in the day, it was, you know, a little bit bigger. I think now you just be like, cool. Yeah. Um, but like, what did the therapist tell you? You know, this is, I mean, now she's a good friend, but um, at the time we were just able to talk about how different it was for us to think about, right? Yeah. And how didn't we feel about it? And what was surprising to us about it? She asked those kind of questions. She was wonderful at asking all the right questions um, to let us process, like, what do we feel about it? And I right. think at the end of that session, we felt like we're okay. Yeah. We've got to be sure that he's going to be okay. Sure. Um, and so that was all very helpful. So by the time he came, he came to, to my office actually, um, to talk about it. And your dad was coming in from out of town and stopped by my office like an hour after he was due there. So, you know, why do you go to the office? That seems kind of weird. I mean, you live in the same house. Yeah. I think it was a time. Was he, it was a was time he in college. No, he, it was, um, it was right after his senior year, he, right after he graduated from high school. Okay. And he hadn't gone to school yet. Um, okay. He was coming back from a, a, a Boy Scout trip, and mm -hmm. it was just the timing. He would have been on his way home, and I know he was anxious about it. Right. And so he wanted to stop by as soon as he got back into town because the truth of the matter was that he left that camp um, – because he was feeling so hypocritical and needed knew he needed to to not live a lie mm. and needed to be who he knew he was. And so he had left that camp to come back home early. And so he stopped by and then, you know, your dad came by like an hour later and, you know, it was wonderful. We we all cried and just loved each other and Moved on from there. Yeah. I just think it's becoming so much easier now. At least I hope it is. And I, I don't know, obviously, because, you know, I'm, I'm stay pretty open minded. Like to me, mm -hmm. it doesn't even like phase me, you know, like this person's straight, this person's gay, this person's black, this person. It's just like whatever. But you um, were challenged. You were challenged. I was. Yes. When your brother first, when your brother first came out, you would have been 11. Yeah. I don't and, remember. I, honestly, I don't remember much about the time period. I don't really remember like, I just remember, yeah. I don't, I, I honestly don't remember. Yeah. We all talked about it as a family and, and you were just, you were struggling with it for a while, even though I know you suspected it. Like the reality was a little bit challenging for you. Yeah. But. I think it was like, I, I didn't know how to like tell my friends and how that would be accepted. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like how would, how would I be looked at for having the gay brother? And like, were they going to make fun of my brother? You know, right. like since they be, were already, people were already making fun of you. Right. Like, yes. do I have to do that? Yes. Really uh, to kind of change the mood here for a second. Um, when my mom told my church pastor that my brother was gay, <laughs> it was kind of a, a different, a uh, different take. What did he say? <laughs> so he, so we were in the car together and he and he has a hearing problem anyway and I was on I was on his bad ear. Yeah. And I said, um, I said, Well, I need to tell you that Brian is gay. And he said, What did you say? And I said, Brian is gay. And he said, Stephen is gay. <laughs> and I said, No, Brian. And he said, Oh, I would have guessed Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's because a drama you club were the, yeah, or the, you were you were all into the drama, the acting, yeah, and you were the creative yeah. type. And Brian was very introverted and more athletic. And yeah, you know. <laughs> it surprises me too sometimes. Like when you meet us, you would always think that I would be the gay one, but uh, I am not. I am not. Well, I think that's good. I think uh, maybe there's probably somebody that got something from that story, and you know, I hope so. um, I don't think you ever know how to. And again, like that's not. I think just, just accepting your kids for how they are, no matter yes. what they are. And my mom's always believed that, you know, yes. she's always been just whatever you want to go do. 
Go yes. chase that radio dream. Yes. Um, and here I am. Mm-hmm. Here still, you are. I still trying. <laughs> still trying my best out here. Stay oh, afloat. Oh, you've got to admit, it's been a good ride. It's, it is it's a been good interesting. Ride. It's been interesting. It's been a good story, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's get into our quote for today, Mom. Okay. Our quote for today is from Rory T. Bennett, whom I do not know, but he has written an inspirational book called Light in the Heart. And he says, you never change your life until you step out of your comfort zone. Change begins at the end of your comfort zone. Yeah. That's a pretty popular quote. That's what you're doing, though. Uh, Uh, I I think I'm very well. I think I'm very much in my comfort zone. I was uh, talking to my boss today and I'm like, I just feel like I just do radio shows from sunup to sundown. It doesn't really stop. <laughs> Never stops. Uh, a, a brand new episode of Kramer and Jess Uncensored might be out by now. Um, I, again, we're so short-staffed over there. So I, I, I we're, it's, it's fine. The, the episode's recorded. It, might, it may or may not be up. But that's a podcast that I do with Jess. Uh, and it was so funny because Jess is making fun of me today. Cause I'm like, I know I said this on one of the, one of my podcasts that I do. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like, Oh, you got so many podcasts you do. You're so popular. Yeah, so many. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is true. I mean, I love my comfort zone. There's nowhere I'd rather spend a weekend than in my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I just love it. I, mm-hmm. I, I like to be comfortable. I hate I hate feeling uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, and I've never felt more uncomfortable than I did going through my divorce. Like I have I just on so many different levels from mm-hmm. using the term divorce and the, the fear of shame that came with that to the uh, just being alone to the then having to date all over again mm-hmm. uh, to the uh, just the awkwardness of your spouse becoming your enemy which is just a bizarre it was it's, it was i remember when she first left and I, I talked to my buddy uh one of my good friends who was going through a divorce at the same time as i was which was kind of nice um and i was saying like i feel like i'm watching a movie right now i feel mm-hmm. so out of control that i i don't even know what to do anymore other than mm-hmm. just to like sit back and watch how the story ends mm-hmm. um and i was challenged and, and again like listen my challenges compared to some people's challenges are nothing i mean it was a crazy couple of years but in the, in the big scheme of things like I've, I've had a great life um but i i hate it like i hate it but like at the end of it mm-hmm. of the discomfort you are like you do grow in so many different ways so many different ways and you need to think of that now like what comfort zones are you relying on now in this new city of baltimore like you're going to have to face the fact that you need to get out there as best you can during this crazy COVID time and find friends and make connections and socialize. And strangely enough, I'm, I'm finding that true for myself. Um, you know, I went to a board meeting last night of a board that I've been on for a year now. And of course, when COVID came, I stopped going and I attended a few of the Zoom meetings, but um, unfortunately they were at the same time we were doing this podcast. So I missed a couple. So I went to, uh, you know, an in-person board meeting last night and there were 12 of us there. It was in a large room. We were all spaced out. Everyone with the exception of two people had on a mask um, but I felt like a duck out of water. Yeah. And I thought, is it because is it because I haven't been here in so long? Because I don't really know these people well. Right. Or is this not where I need to be? You know, I'm I'm really thinking about where do I need to be? Like, do I do I really enjoy my book club? Not really. I don't really enjoy the books that they read that much. There are some lovely people in there. Um, And the Garden Club, you know, really hasn't met this year. Um, So I'm kind of back to square one in Dawsonville. Right. Without too many connections. So I'm starting. And how does that feel? It feels a little bit lonely now since March, uh, you know, of being here. But I'm really evaluating, like, I have all the time in the world, but where do I want to put my time? I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm committed to the 
podcast every day, which I love. I was going to say, if you're bored, if we get plenty of tasks or certified mama's boy that you can <laughs> no, handle. No, no, no. I don't need any more jobs. If I could just teach you how to edit audio, this would really be no, a... No, no, no. Not <laughs> going there. No. I love my time with you, but I also love the fact that it's not too imposing. Yeah. Um, but I really do need to think through that because I need, I mean, I need friends. We all need friends. You and I are a little bit in the same boat and I'm so detached from so many of them now. Right. So yeah. Really, really think through that. And it's tough. It's tough. Just be comfortable here at home and it's easy for us to stay home now and use COVID as an excuse. Right. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm struggling with now too, is like how it's like, the thing is I can't, I cannot get sick. Right. Like if I, if I get coronavirus, like the morning show goes down for like a month, you know, mm -hmm. and we can't afford a month mm -hmm. downtime. We just can't, like, we just have to, mm -hmm. we have to, we have to stay well right now. Mm -hmm. I'm super cautious. Even right. when people are not wearing masks, I'm wearing masks. Like for example, around my uh, apartment, there's like a little walk path. And people just, you know, walk and, and just run and, and no mask, no big deal. And, and I'm sure it's fine. But for me, I'm always wearing a mask. And from ever outside, I'm trying to wear a mask just because I just cannot get sick right now, right? right. Um, so I have to balance that though too. Yeah, with like, you know, getting shut in too much. And I've been doing yeah. this boxing class, which is a little bit out of my comfort zone. Um, yeah. This week, I haven't been able to go. I've been too busy. But um, yeah, just trying to find things that, yeah, to, to step out of that comfort zone to grow right. because- you know, I, I, and I know this comment is going to make her mad if she's listening, but it's just true because my sister very much stays in her comfort zone most of the time, not all the time. Like she moved to California out of nowhere, you know, with her uh, ex-boyfriend, which was way surprising to me. But Maggie's pretty much lived in her little box, you know, her Atlanta friends. She's got the same friends from high school. Um, she's got you know, just a lot of the same, she did a lot of the same thing. Her life doesn't, life, life isn't very, um, what's the word? Like, um, uh, very, yeah, yeah, her life's very certain, I would say. You kind of know she's kind of had the same thing. And there's me, and trust me, I'm, I'm envious of that sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but then there's like the other side of like, yeah, I'm being uncomfortable a lot, but through it, I've like done a lot of things, you know, right. I've met a lot of people, I've seen a lot of things, I've grown a lot as a person. So there's, there's something to be said about the comfort zone, it's a nice place. Yeah. But, I think uh, Maggie steps out of her comfort zone at work. Yeah, um, that's true. A good bit, you know, as you know, a manager and with other recruiters and standing up for people, and I, I think she definitely does there. Um, and I think she stepped out of her comfort zone with with her friends lately too, you know, mm. um, because as they get older, of course, everyone is changing. All their lives are changing dramatically. Maggie is the last one to get married in her friend group. And now right. most of them, well, many of them are either pregnant or have babies. So that's a different time of life. But sure. I, think, I think one thing that Maggie has done to step out of her comfort zone is she's learning to say no. And I'm really proud of her about Yeah, that. that's a you know, hard thing hard. to do. It's, it's a hard thing hard. to do. Yeah, I, I had a hard time until I got divorced and just had to start saying no. And then I did it and it became really empowering, you know, because yes. your time is valuable. Yes. And like today, for is a great example. And I, I feel for Jess because she's she's not quite there yet. Keep in mind, Jess is also 10 years younger than me. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's something happened at work today. And um, I, I, I didn't – I know that she felt pressure to say yes. And I had no problem saying no because it was going to interfere with this podcast, my scheduling. I was tired. I needed, I needed to come home, take a nap, and decompress a little bit. Uh -huh. And I know that the, the right corporate answer probably would have been yes, but I just mm -hmm. said no. And I don't have any qualms about that because I know who I am and what I need. And, yes. um, yeah. But, so anyway, again, did you know that at 27? <laughs> no, I wouldn't have. I would have said yes. That's what I'm saying. So it's just, <laughs> right. it's, it's all about growth. We're getting yeah. sidetracked now. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's, um, we're going to get to ask my mom here in a couple of seconds. Are you able to say I'm not her mom? Like, are you able just to like remove yourself from being mom? We'll get to that here in just a few. Shout out to our friends over at Baron Bloom. I love Baron Bloom. You know, I'm going to share the Aunt Charlene story today. Oh, good. That's such That's a exactly good Exactly what I am going to do. That's so good. Uh, Baron Bloom is a uh, very high-end um, skin and hair line, uh, hair care line, and uh, but it's affordable. And I love that I, I see a lot of you guys trying 
the products and loving the products and posting about how happy you are with the products. Um, I, I love the team over there. I do. I love, I love the family that has created Bear and Bloom. They're really, really genuinely nice people. And I highly recommend that you support them if you're looking for skincare or if you're looking for, um, uh, uh, sorry, uh, hairline, hair scare, hair care stuff, mm-hmm. um, or baby products. They have baby products too. Everything's natural. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. It's like, what are you putting on your skin, in your hair? Like, do you know? Like, go, go look at your shampoo right now. Go look at your, go, go look at your, Go look at your skincare products. The stuff you put in your face every day, twice a day. Like, what the hell is that stuff? You can't read it. You don't know. Bear and Bloom, you know it. It's all natural ingredients. And the results that we've seen by people that have tried it have been amazing. My mom, myself, a lot of the certified fans, just people that listen to the show. uh, Amazing products. Mom, you just want to give a little testimonial while I pull this in, Charlene? Oh, sure. You know, I love the bouillon and I love the witch's brew so good for your skin. It reduces fine lines. Um, the bouillon is called a glow serum for a very good reason. It comes in be- beautifully bottled in an amber bottle, and it's got sort of an orange tint to it. And you put it on your skin, and of course, it absorbs so nicely. It's not oily, and your skin feels so fresh and renewed and clean i love i love the look of it but you do it but it does give you a glow i mean it just gives you a radiant glow and i absolutely love that and i get i get compliments on my skin a lot you do i know I, i've noticed that i mean my mom's always had good skin but you've, you've said that recently too where it's like people have been just saying a lot of great things about your skin which i love because it's all natural stuff yes. it's like from nature people this is not from a lab you know yeah. so it's good stuff. And it's a more, it's supporting a small business, you know, I and that's a family that. that's that truly that. passionate about this. Right. Yes. So I want to read this. They actually forwarded me this email, um, the other day, and this was from my aunt Charlene, my dad's sister. And mm. I thought this was such a, just a good testament to the product, uh, to all the products, but, uh, she, she told them, and I don't know if she wants me sharing this, but I'm sure she has no problem with it. Oh, uh, sure, she sure. said, I, I I want to thank you for your hair products. If you had not advertised on Certified Mama's Boy, I probably never would have tried your products. Ten years ago, after receiving chemo and strong antibiotics, I was left with thin, wiry hair. I had tried so many products, it did not work until this week. My sister in love, Nancy Yancey, uh, praised your hair products. So I said, why not? Today, for the first time in ten years, I like my hair. Thanks again so much for creating such a great hair product. Mm-hmm. That's from my Aunt Charlene. Yes, and she really did have such a struggle with her cancer. And um, yeah, and her hair is beautiful now. I mean, yeah. So don't give up. Like, don't give up on it. You know, don't give up. If you feel like you've tried so many different products, you know, to try to get that that look that you've been looking for. I hope you'll go to bearandbloomnaturals.com. Bearandbloomnaturals.com. Go try the skincare, the hair care, the baby care, the care. Whatever kind of care you're looking for, uh, bearandbloomnaturals.com. Use my code. It's Kramer. You get 20% off your purchase. You're going to love it. I genuinely love these people. I love the products. Bear and Bloom. Okay, uh, we're going to get to ask my mom here in just a couple of seconds. And this is a, this is a doozy. Can you just say, like, I, nope, I'm not your mom. Like, I, I'm not. So it's, it's a tricky situation. Before we do that, I got some good news to share. Uh, I am really wanting to believe in the art of manifestation right <laughs> and if i put all my efforts and my energy into believing something's going to happen can i truly make it happen well i told you that we've kind of been struggling with certified fans recently we were kind of at a lull for a while then we started losing some after i left san diego which is kind of heartbreaking to me and um, uh, you know certified fans keep the lights on at the end of the day this is like where the bread and butter of the show comes from every month is certified fans so uh, to me, it's it's kind of a point of anxiety to make sure that we you know keep the fans and that you're happy with the certified fans program that you feel like you're getting your benefit out of it for your five dollars a month. And I, I really in any energy I have had, I've, I've tried to think of ways to give you to give you benefits. Um, so when some started dropping off, I was like, Ugh. Um, so I said at the beginning of the week, I was like, I'm going to manifest that we're going to get four new certified fans. Four new certified fans by the end of the week. And, it, you know, Monday show, nothing. Tuesday show, nothing. Wednesday show, nothing. But today, which is technically Wednesday, but no Thursday for you, we got two new certified fans today. And I feel happy about that. I feel Me super happy about too, that. on hump day. That means Yay. there's still a chance that we can pull in two more this week. And my manifestation can come true and we can do this podcast for another month. Um <laughs> 
So I do, I'm going to give them shout outs on separate days because I think that that's just kind of the, the, the cool thing to do to get your own separate shout out, you know? Uh, plus I don't, I don't have information on one of them yet because I haven't filled out the rest of their form. So fill the rest of your form, by the way, if you would. Uh, but thank you to Anna L from San Diego. She actually went ahead and became a certified member, uh, fan for a whole entire year. So oh. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. That's super supportive and so helpful for this podcast for just taking the time and the effort to do a whole year up front. Uh, it's actually a two month free. If you want to become a certified fan for a whole year, you get two months free. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And here is your official whoop whoop. Yes. Whoop. Whoop. Way to and, go. Uh, and I'm excited that it's from San Diego. Yeah, no, I love so that. It's beautiful that so many of your San Diego folks would leave you. So welcome, Anna. I know. I'll be excited when we get our first Maryland. We don't think we have our first Maryland certified fan yet, but that'll be exciting too. But I'm excited. Listen, I love the San Diego family. I love the Atlanta family. I love the New York family. I love everybody, no matter where you're listening from. That's the cool thing about this podcast. You can listen anywhere and they can never take it away from me. And that's really the goal is that we can stay connected forever, like it or not. I'm here. <laughs> so thank you for supporting this, uh, you know, this non-corporate entity. No, there's no corporate backing behind this. You know, this is, this is my project. I can either agree to advertisers or say no. And I bring in only the best people to support this show. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to uh, support. Okay. Let's get to ask my mom. Oh, if you want to become a certified fan, like I said, two more, we can do two more, right? We can do it. We can do it. Uh, just text the word fans, F-A-N-S. To 888-Kramer8. 888-Kramer8. Just text the word fans, and I'd love to get you as part of our four for this week. It'd be amazing. Okay. Ask my mom time. Uh, ask my mom. It's an advice segment in case you're brand new. Uh, we do it twice a week. If you want to be a part of it, you always email me. That guy Kramer at gmail.com. Most people actually hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. I'm Steve Kramer on Facebook. I'm that guy Kramer on Instagram. Or you can always text us, 888-Kramer8. And, um, We'll get you on. Okay. It said, uh, Kramer, I just got my born for the cheese may onesie. It's the cutest thing ever. Uh, my daughter's 14. This is, sorry, this is not the point yet. Uh, my daughter's 14 months, and I always used to laugh when you did the cheese may on 933 here in San Diego. Love you forever. It's nice. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to purchase, <laughs> nice little plug. <laughs> that was that onesie. Uh, you can just text the word merch, M E R C H, to 888 Kramer. They are super cute, I, th- I think. Uh, okay, but here's what says. I have a question for your mom. May, and maybe you can understand because I listened to your Uncensored podcast the other day. My husband uh, also has a seven year old daughter from his previous marriage. Just recently, she started calling me mom. And honestly, it, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm not her mom. She has a mom. And I don't even like being called her stepmom. My husband encourages it. He said to her at dinner tonight, you and mom should choose the movie. And I talked to him about it after. And he said that I, uh, I, I, or I said that um, I, wait, I'm sorry. And he said that I am a mom uh, to her and that I should think that it's special that she calls me that. But I don't. I'm a mom to Amelia, our daughter, that we have together. He asked me what uh, she should call me. And I said, my dad's wife. That made him really upset. She has a mom. She has a dad. When I started dating my husband, I didn't sign up to be her mom, you know? Mom and Nancy, is, is it okay not to have to take that role on, right? Or it's okay not to have to take that role on, right? I'm here to love her, but I'm not her mom. I, I cut the rest of it out. It's just... Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's delve into that situation, mother. Okay. Because, I mean, she's not incorrect, right? Like, on factual value she is not not her mother she's not her biological mom and she makes a good point is that she does have a mom it's not like the mother's passed on Mm -hmm. um you know i think what she meant by i i I listened to your uncensored podcast the other day Mm -hmm. and i had mentioned in there that i've i've come to the conclusion i don't think i want to be a stepdad Mm -hmm. and um you know somebody gave me a hard time for that Saying that's a very closed-minded way to think. Let's, I'm, I'm going to take a quick, a, a quick side tangent. I promise we'll come back around. But I, okay. I, I want to ask you about that. Um, you know, I was telling you that I was kind of had these relationships and on on the side. And again, go listen to episode number five of the Uncensored podcast because I kind of go into it's Kramer and Jess Uncensored. It's on all the podcast apps. I, I kind of go into the that I I, I want to start taking my dating life more seriously. And by doing that, I really had to figure out and and. And only look for partners that are going to align with what I want in my life. Mm-hmm. 
And one of those that I have, because a lot of women that I dated had kids, mm-hmm. you know, I'm 37 and it's pretty typical at 37 of, of, for a female to have kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I always struggled with the concept. And some of these kids, listen, like uh, I became at least familiar with some of these kids. Mm-hmm. I was never too close to where it would be detrimental if I wasn't there anymore, right? I kind of... Mm-hmm. You know, was always sure that I was just mom's friend, uh, and just left it at that. Mm-hmm. But I, so I had to tell one of these women that you know, it's I'm sorry, but I I don't want to be a stepdad, and she had a really hard time with that, mm-hmm. and she just said that's like doesn't sound like me. That's that's a very closed minded way of of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and. That kind of stuck with me now for a little bit of time because I don't, I I don't know how to feel about that. Hmm. Well, you know, you, you've had enough experience with these women with children to have a sense of how you would be as a dad figure. And you're not feeling right now that that would be good for you. And I would much rather you be honest about that than to go into that relationship and have to hurt not only the mom, but the children. Yeah. I mean, you know, as I always say, it's a package deal. Right. I mean, in my opinion, it's a package deal. If you are bringing a child into your life, into your new family, it's a package deal. And I think you have to, well, I would hope that you would love these children as your own and embrace them because that's what they deserve. I want to, I want to comment on that because I want to make sure it's clear too, because I think single women kind of have this, uh, single moms kind of have this like fear and anxiety. That's the way they're going to be looked at, you know, like the, the guys are going to be kind of turned off by that. <laughs> and for me, it's not so much necessarily the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Because like I said, like some of these kids were really cool. Um, huh? I can think of one specifically that I was like, I I felt almost like a like a, a connection with this child mm-hmm. um, that was very uh, very special, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't even the I don't want kids. I mean, I think it is. It, it would be a struggle to be mm-hmm. a secondary father to a child, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not something that I was like completely opposed to. My my problem with being a stepdad is is my job, mm-hmm. and I I cannot imagine having to take a child that's quote unquote, not mine, bear with me here, uh, through this radio journey with me. Mm-hmm. And as long as I do this job, I'm kind of at the subjection of how this business wants to treat me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's shit. Mm-hmm. And how many times have I moved? I moved since 2007 I moved one, two, three, four, five, six, six different, six different cities mm-hmm. in 13 years. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of moving. And as a it kid, is. I mean, especially, I mean, to take them away from possibly, potentially taking them away from their father right. or their friends to right. like go be on this radio journey with me. It just doesn't seem fair. Yes. It honestly just doesn't seem fair to me. So yes. that's just to like give you the reason of why my what my brain goes through. It's not just because, oh, I don't want kids. It's mm-hmm. just the like, I can't, this job is extremely selfish mm-hmm. and I don't think it's fair. And I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not going to completely rule it out. I mean, it's not going to be like a deal breaker for me, mm-hmm. but I really have to think hard, long and hard about that. Anyway, that's not about me, but I just wanted to, I, I, I've been struggling with that comment for a couple of days now. <laughs> And I just want to make sure that I wasn't just being, you know, a, a dick because I was just like, I'm sorry, but I don't really want to be a stepdad, you know? Well, until, until things change for you and you choose a different type of a career or, I mean, it's, it's possible for kids to move around and to settle down. Um, they do it all the time, especially in military. Sure. But I, I don't know that they would choose to do that. And That's right. Yeah. Always to have your established community and then of course you have the uh, the other parent to think of too and the relationship that child has with that parent so quite frankly i think that is 
not self-serving. I think that's very unselfish of you to think of them because well, truly- Well, of course you have to say that, Mom. No, I do. <laughs> Imagine Mom's like, no, you're being a real jerk. <laughs> no, I mean, I really do because you are looking at it as a package deal. And right. that is indeed what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. Okay. So, so back to, I'm sorry. It's not about me. It's about this, this yes. email. Yes. So it, are you allowed, here's the question. Are you allowed to enter into a relationship with somebody that has kids and not be that person's parent? Like, is that, she guess you said like, I'm going to love her. Like I love her, but like, I don't want to be considered her mom. Like, is that, mm-hmm. is that a possibility? I'm genuinely asking the question. Like, can you go into a situation and just say, like, I'm your dad's wife? I'm not, like, I don't want to be considered your mother figure? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I I would love to hear other people's opinions about that because remember that all of these Ask My Moms are nothing less than my opinion, right? Yeah. Um, But I've never been a step-parent. But in my opinion, I think that it's lovely for her to be called mom if the biological mom has no objection to it. Because indeed, if she's going to embrace her as part of their nuclear family and she has their daughter that will be calling her mom, to me that feels like you're putting her a little bit outside, mm-hmm. which I think could be very sad for that little girl. So I would, I would allow her to call me mom, but that may not work for everyone. And if it doesn't work because of the biological mom, not wanting her to call someone else mom, I can see where that could get sticky too. Right. But it doesn't sound like where it's coming from. It sounds like it's coming from her own personal thing saying like, I don't want to be called that. I mean, call in, you know what to do now. Just call in 888-Kramer8 and leave me a voicemail about this. Like, can you be in a relationship with somebody that has kids and not be considered and be married to somebody that has kids and, and not be considered the mom or the dad. Right. Um, just, I'm curious on how you feel. I don't think so. I think it's got to be really confusing, especially if another daughter, I think, yes, yeah, she will feel left out. If like the little one is saying mom eventually, and then like, she's not allowed to. And especially if she's already calling you mom, like, can you right. go to her and be like, no, 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 it's not, I'm not your mom. Like that kind of feels, that feels mm-hmm. dark too. I do. I feel like it probably does have to go with the territory, but maybe I'm wrong. So you, again, call us. It's really important. If you got some opinion on this, 888-Kramer8. It's going to do it for the show. At least for my mom today, before we get into the good news, mom, I love you. Love you forever. All right. Let's do some good news. Okay. Then what? Made me laugh. Maybe it made me think sometime. Maybe tomorrow. We'll do maybe think for your weekend. And then we'll uh, say bye for today. Let you go do your thing and maybe listen to the Upside podcast or Life with Hula or Cheaties or the Newsies. Newsworthy? Newsworthy. Yeah. Uh, whatever other podcast you want to check out. Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Kramer and Jess Uncensored. <laughs> this podcast family is getting very big. <laughs> Okay, so let's get going. Um, first story is one I actually shared on the radio this morning. Cause I, I love dog feel-good stories. And this story actually kind of made me laugh, too, because there's a toddler that was found wandering the streets alone. This is not the funny part. Uh, over in St. Louis and has been reunited with his father. And the stray dog helped him keep safe out there in the streets. If one of the female neighbors, who was anonymous in this whole thing, spotted the, the, his, the baby's name or the kid's name was Camarion Taylor, was walking around outside in his PJs, and he had managed to get away from his dad's house by himself. And by his side was this stray pit bull that wouldn't leave him like the whole entire time. The neighbor said that he actually spent she spent hours knocking on doors to see if anyone recognized the child, but nobody did. And the dog stayed close by, guarding the, the young sidekick the entire time. Eventually, the boy's dad saw his social media post and sprang into action to get his son back. That's the part that makes me laugh in this story. That's so dad, man. Like, dad doesn't know his son's missing until he sees it on Instagram or whatever. Anyway, uh, the, the good dog did such a good job. They're actually going, trying to have the St. Louis Police Department adopt him. So I think that's cool into uh, to the story. And in other news, and this is a video I want you to go watch because there's no audio for it, but I really want you to go see Zeke's spirit in this whole thing. Um, 
He's a six-year-old boy. He's got this rare combination of life-threatening cancers, and he's been battling them now. Um, and the only way he's been able to be successful is from help from total strangers. Zeke is his name, and he was diagnosed last year and spent, spent over 150 days in the hospital since last October, which is, of course, even tougher with the coronavirus restrictions because he only have one parent there at a time, and he can't have no siblings. Like Nobody else can visit. One parent, that's it. Uh, but this little fighter has undergone two life-saving bone marrow transplants, and his donors are complete strangers. Zeke had his first bone marrow transplant, uh, transplant in July, and then within days, his body started to reject the cells, unfortunately. And his dad was uh, – I'm sorry, his family then was told he's going to need another life-saving treatment. And the pool for donors is even smaller because of the pandemic. You got to keep in mind, like, people aren't – like, everyone's just kind of been bunkered down and everything. But there's a stranger who signed up with this group called Be The Match Bone Marrow Registry and was the perfect match and agreed to donate after hearing Zeke's story. He's got a long way to go, but for now, Zeke is healthier and his family is incredibly grateful. Said, you can't help but see these people and be thankful and see the good in humanity through the pandemic. That's his mom, Danielle, by the way. I want them to just know how much they both really saved Zeke's life. And again, go to the show notes, check out that video to see Zeke's. I, I think kids with cancer are the most strong, powerful creatures on this planet. The most positive kids I've ever met have been kids with cancer. And we've done a lot of work with different children's hospitals throughout the year. And I always say like the most positive ones. So go check out Zeke's story down in the show notes. Okay. Talking about being a stepdad, right? And I, I say like, if I was a stepdad, if I ever do become a stepdad, I would want to be the cool stepdad. I, I almost feel like I might be in competition to be the cool stepdad. Jerry Garcia, a comedian's got uh, I mean, a take on this. I figured it out though, guys. I figured, I figured it out. Though. I'm a single dad. I'm a single father. I figured it out though. I know. I get, I get it though. What you gotta do is you gotta get yourself a stepdad for your kids, fool. You got, my kids, they got a stepdad. Oh, they love the stepdad, fool. Oh, they love, they expect me. They're trying to play games with me. They're like trying to fuck with me. Like, they're trying to make, they're trying to like make me like compete with this guy. I, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna let him win. You know what I'm saying? That's just expensive. Fuck that shit, fool. He buys them things, they expect me to get mad. I'm like, no, fool, tell him, I, tell him you need pants, fool. Size like 32, 32, slim. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening to today's show. Really appreciate you. We are back tomorrow with a Friday edition with Jimmy Mack on the show. We're going to do a follow-up Friday. Got a few emails in about where are these people for asking mom been. And uh, I hope you'll come back. Again, we need two more certified fans this week. So if you just text the word fans, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8. Make that $5 a month donation. I'd really appreciate it. Let's get it done. All right. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hi, Kramer. This is Ruby from Bonita. Um, I'm listening to the podcast about, uh, you know, opening an Amazon vent line. And I have had a few bones to pick with Amazon myself. And there has been three or four times um, where the Amazon driver is just... I live in a condo complex. Um, my house is not very far from the entrance. Um, but parking is difficult, so I completely understand, like, you know, it could be frustrating. But three or four times, they have left the packages, and this has been the three or four different drivers, have left the packages outside the entrance behind the first pillar next to the mailboxes. So they don't even attempt to find the apartment. I have now, like, a thing on my account that says must be delivered in patio. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. But yeah, that's my bone to pick with Amazon. Love you forever. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.